Episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas. And I'm Beverly Bryan. And uh, happy 200th episode, Bev. Woo! Oh my god. <laughs> Our little baby is so big. Yeah, we're definitely more than four years in at this point. And, um, and as usual, uh, we celebrate these very special moments with a brand new music episode so that we can catch up and we can talk about some uh, of the uh, situations that are happening in our lives. Uh, so right now we're listening to a song by Lido Pimienta. This is called Nada. This is featuring Lisa Omet. So we're going to play out that song and we'll be right back with uh, more new musica and many, many conversations. Yo te soy sincero y no le tengo miedo a la muerte si es que me
presente, el dolor lo tengo presente, el dolor lo tengo presente, el dolor. All right. And I think we're back. <laughs> okay, we are back. And wow, Richard, it has been a long time since we've really talked. Um, yeah, for there's real. There's been a lot going on, and I miss you very much. <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, I think uh, tickets to Mexico are probably pretty affordable right now, but I'm not sure if it's <laughs> the time for me to visit. Look, if you got to come social distance over here, come social distance yourself over here, girl. Because, like, it is a whole ass kiki. Um, as so as as the listeners at home might know, I mean, this is, you know, this will still be very, very fresh by the time the, the episode airs. But, um, you know, corona, coronavirus, COVID-19 uh, is kind of the, the, the global headline at the moment. Uh, shit is crazy. Um, uh, you know, it's spread like wildfire. Um, it is, you know, a flu. Um, and... And yeah, so people have been kind of freaking out and things have been getting canceled and da 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 da. And so, yeah, I mean, there are cheap flights to Mexico if y'all want to come through. There's like literally like we I saw like a 50 or 60 dollar flight from L.A. to Mexico City. And I was like messaging like friends like Phoebe Small and I was like, hey, girl, come through. You know, I don't know. Maybe um, I have to think about that. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, people are not worried about it here. Um, it's. You know, certainly there is a level of incompetence from the government. The government has made no effort to give a single fuck about it. But the general populace is also not very concerned about it. Like, I went to the yeah. club last night, and it was packed. <laughs> that shit was packed. People people were uh, trying to do social um, uh, nearing, I suppose, by perreando all over the fucking club. Um, like exercise boosts your immune system and so does sex so <laughs> yes um how um currently right now uh you know march 14th how is new york city doing um you know <clears throat> uh i went into i think that it, it's mostly like i think the biggest issues are like panic buying really like mm. people are doing ridiculous things and i think it's it's mostly like uh well-off white people who create most of new york city's problems who are just buying up more crap than they need and yeah it's silly but you can find good things in the dollar stores the bodegas um have you stocked up on toilet paper you know, I usually <laughs> stock up on toilet paper, so I have a lar I have like a large enough supply at the moment. Like I did this before things got crazy, just because that's what I do. I don't want to have to buy toilet paper every week. Oh, so for sure. I mean, I just yeah, bought as much the... as I can carry. So, um... my my mom once sent to, once said to me. Of all the things, there should be um, never a shortage of. It's toilet paper and soap. So, yep. you know, she's like, you use as much of those things as you feel is necessary. Uh, <laughs> and you, you know, like, use it. Fuck. I mean, you do not want to be stingy with toilet paper or soap. That is for damn sure. Um, have you seen that meme of, like, there was this meme that was kind of exquisite and really kind of summed up the panic. And it was like... Um, you know, this kid kind of like at the dinner table and he's like, mom, but I'm not hungry. And like the mom responds like, but you're going to eat your fucking toilet paper and you're going to like it. Um, wow. And that 
<laughs> that essentially, to me, sums up the panic. But not to make light of it. I mean, it, well, too much light of it. But yeah, it's it's been this whole COVID-19 situation has really uh, affected millions. Um, and I'm, I've been very concerned about the sort of the general implications of it, like the like the financial implications. Like this is go- this the e- the ill are ill prepared governments, um, you know, plus the hysteria are going to lead millions into bankruptcy. Um, uh, musicians. It's going to hurt the music industry a lot. Um, it's going to yeah. hurt everybody. Anyone who can't work from home and. Musicians Correct. can only work from home if they're writing, and that's not really how, um, when you make the most money. Yeah, I mean, it's weird how, like, the music industry has kind of, like, taken the up the, like, the lead role in this, in this entire drama. Um, because, yeah, it does suck. I mean, like, all the, you know, um, music festivals getting canceled or postponed, um, you know, artists who, like, we're living in a gig economy that like suddenly don't have any gigs and they're like well girl i have to pay rent taxes are next month you know we're all kind of like freaking out about it uh, but you know it's also a matter of like thinking about like labels and venues and management people and like you know like all of the months of preparation for like artist schedules and things like that you know like it it, it is going to affect at the venue at hospitality waiters taxis you know people are this sort of like um, day the day the word world stood still kind of scenario is is again it has wide ranging implications um, for the sake of privacy. My boyfriend um, is in Europe right now, and he was in and he was in Italy, and he was tell- like he was telling me it was like he was in Naples, he was in southern Italy, which is like the the least affected region. Good because God, it's... why? Well, he just was there. <laughs> And, and he was like, you know, you walk around and he's like, first of all, it, Italians are saying it, it's, this is the most controlled it's been since World War II. And they're saying even it's, it, it feels more controlled now. Um, and second of all, um, it's weird because he's like, you walk past restaurants and you see like these restaurant owners just kind of sitting there dismayed because they're making no money, you know, and like they can't have any staff there, you know, it's just like the 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 implications are so far reaching and again i think so many people are going to be ruined by incompetence of by a mixture of incompetence and hysteria um that it really is upsetting and it's just like there are places that can't places and people that can't afford to slow down latin america you know if people don't go out you know in mexico if you tell like you know Somebody like, no, you can't go sell your tacos. Like, their children might not eat that day, you know? Um, no, it's true. So, but I think, so like, you know, we need to practice social distancing, but I think um, not everyone has to do it. I think that anyone who can do it should do it for the people Correct. who can't. Yes. Um, I'm extremely lucky I can work from home. Um, musicians, this is a music podcast, so that's something to talk about. Musicians can't um and you can't go to see your favorite musicians but you can buy their merch you can download their music absolutely um you know if you feel like doing something this would be a good time to download the Bandcamp app on your phone Mm -hmm. and go see all of the things you've been meaning to download and 
pay the money for them and catch up on your listening and share and recommend things and you know we're all passionate music fans now is a good time to share the music you love with other people make playlists share them stream online um do what you can it's one thing you can do especially if you're holed up and you're bored Yes, absolutely. Actually, that was a tweet that I saw from friend of the show, Eric Shorey, a.k.a. DJ Accident Report, because he was very like, I'm very heartened to see you all streaming uh, your favorite artists' music, but if you can go support them on Bandcamp, like that will actually give them money. Spotify barely gives artists any money. So it's something I've oh, been yeah, saying. I like, totally it literally advice I, from him. Yeah, I, I've literally been saying this on this show every single episode for like the past two years. Like, go on Bandcamp, give, put actual money in an artist's pocket. Otherwise, you know, like Spotify's, Spotify and, and other like streaming giants are the only ones that are going to be benefiting. Um, you know, here's what I want to do because we're running a little long on this on this intro. I want to, um, <clears throat> so I want to play um, a song by Vivir Quintana. And this is featuring El Palomar. It's called Cancion Sin Miedo. Um, this song relates very much to the Lido Pimienta song that we just opened with. Uh, it's about um, it, these both came out around International Women's Day. And it's about uh, many of the, th of the issues currently facing uh, women in Latin America right now. But again, they're so universal. This can really apply to any society. So what I want to do is I want to play that song now. And when we come back... Uh, I would like to unpack uh, a little bit about both of these songs. Soy 
morras marchando en reforma por todas las morras peleando en Sonora por las comandantas luchando por Chiapas por todas las madres buscando en Tijuana cantamos sin miedo pedimos justicia gritamos por cada desaparecida que resuene fuerte nos queremos vivas que caiga con fuerza el feminicida que caiga con fuerza Que quieren comer nuestro pan Que nos ofrecen y que es que nos dan De dónde vienen y cuándo se van San Pancho te quiero Nace aquí cuánto te debo Y yo ni te conozco en la forma que tú estés La gente pintada Que quieren comer nuestro pan Que nos ofrecen y que es que no están De dónde vienen y cuándo se van Ay, dime cuándo se van Sueño con terremotos La ciudad para nosotros
ratas que quieren comer nuestro pan Que nos ofrecen y que es que nos Setting Ladonia aside for the moment, although things have been really interesting with her. Um, yes. Cancion Sin Miedo, that is beautiful. And yes. so, you know, tell me a little bit about um, Vivir Quintana and how this song came to be recorded, because it seems like it was it was very much live, a very special situation. Yes. So I So here's the thing. I don't know very much about... Uh, this song or 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 these artists. So um, let 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 me set the stage, right? So um, International Women's Day was last weekend. It was about a week ago, um, and you know it means a lot in Latin America. Um, one of the most poignant things I saw was um, "Do not congratulate me for International Women's Day." Um, it is we we don't celebrate anything. We commemorate a tragedy. And it basically, International Women's Day has taken on a meaning of um, spotlighting the suffrage of women uh, around the world. Spotlight, you know, like, for example, like Mexico, uh, currently, like, the statistics show between 10 and 12 women uh, are disappeared or murdered um, on a daily basis. Um, you know, uh, Chile has currently been fighting for a new. A constitution um, and you know gender equality is a part of that so they, they want they, they it, it's gonna be um, decided actually a vote recently happened where like they've decided that both men and women uh, an equal number of men and women will determine um, the you know how the new uh, constitution is written um, that is amazing know. that's fantastic yeah it's it's really really wild feminism in Latin America has really sort of is it's spearheading new social movements um, and, and, and actual tangible uh, changes. So in Argentina, for example, a new president was recently elected and like, you know, feminism in Argentina, like has really like been super, super, super present and strong. And so they recently passed a law uh, making uh, festival lineups include a minimum of 30% uh, female talent um, and they're also uh, uh, set to become the first Latin American country to legalize abortion uh, later this year. So, wow. like, yeah, so it's like and this, a so lot of these th like and, and there were also like mass demonstrations on International Women's Day, weren't there? Correct. Yes. So International Women's Day in increasingly has become because, uh, again, like, you know, Latin America, still machista, Latin America, you know, still going to be like pfft, women, you know, and so like. International Women's Day has has um, increasingly become uh, an opportunity for pushback um, and and 
and for spotlighting women. So Mexico, what Mexico did this year was really fascinating. So on Sunday, uh, they participated in, you know, the, the, the con continent-wide marches. And actually, there were marches in Europe and Asia as well. The U.S. was uh, typically very silent, a couple of listicles here and there. Um, but, but, you know, Latin America really, again, when it comes to feminism, like Latin America is where it's at currently. And yeah, in the so, United States, I think that our sexism is very, very deep, but kind of hidden. Yeah. And well, it, and also like, but yeah. then of course, like our biggest thing is the women's march and it's kind of garbage. But I yeah. really think <laughs> that it's wonderful that, you know, to turn International Women's Day into a day of action and yes. anger and protest because for one thing that's needed and for another thing it's stealing it back from the um you know neoliberal uh like forces that i i think essentially created international women's day yes and you know making it into something that actually means something the the you know when i was in when i was in elementary school international women's day was it was a day you know it was fine and but like when you were in school like it was just like all right today we're gonna write essays about you know important women or or women that have been you know his major historical figures or yada 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 and that was kind of it you know and and then you just kept it pushing and like for example i want to go back i want to come back to mexico real quick because what was interesting this year so on sunday they had the marches which were massive and of course you know, these fucking narcs were out here being like, oh, only about 80,000 people showed up. And it was like, excuse me? Like, that is, it was in the, mil probably like a million and a half <laughs> people showed up. Also, um, 80,000 would not be a small number. It, it wouldn't be, but it's still, it. but it's such, but it, it is a, a gaslighting attempt to dwarf the you know, the, the, the efforts. I mean, in Chile, Carabineros, which have been out here fucking beating on people nonstop for the better part of six months, you know, like they reported 125,000 people took the streets where like other news outlets were like, no, it was closer to 2 million actually, you know, because again, it, it these are tactics that governments often use to try and um, demean and diminish these, these movements. Um, but, but so anyway, so on Sunday, um, Mexican women marched, um, and they were, there was actually sort of a big, uh, uh, a, a big talking point was a, that men should not attend, um, that it's not, it's not even about excluding people. It's just like, it's literally about like trying to concentrate like this attention on women. Um, so like within itself, like all the women that showed up, that was, it was massive. And second of all, on Monday, um, there was a national women's strike, um, and it was basically a day without women. So women, uh, you know, were given the option to not go to work. Women were given the option to not go to school. Um, you know, uh, women stayed off social media. Um, some people, you know, joined uh, this movement in solidarity. So, like, I, I for example, went uh, dark on social media. Um, you know, but again, it's this is about, like, it was about sort of creating this big sort of uh, vacuum. Um, what was that and it was like? really, it, well, it was eerie. Um, cause it kind of, it did, it did feel a little bit like, like a Sunday or a holiday or something when like I went and I walked over to, uh, Kat Donahue's house who's a good friend of mine. Um, and, um, I was like five. Um, and like the streets were empty. There was nobody on the street. Mm, stores and restaurants were closed. 
you know, so it was, it was, again, I, th I, I think there was a very strong impact that, that was made a big statement. Um, you know, I don't know what the financial repercussions of that are, but again, and I think, as you said before, with, with coronavirus, it's like social distancing is something that, you know, some, if you can do it, you should. And if you can't, it's understandable. And it was the same with the strike, you know, like there were the people that could, and then there were the women that were like, again, if I don't go to work today, my children don't have dinner tonight, you know? Um, and it's, again, it's not about, uh, sure, there's a conversation about privilege that always needs to happen, but there's also, it's also a matter of, it's not about discounting anyone, it's about factoring both um, sets of experiences, you know? Um, so, <laughs> that's that's a, a long rant, but this relates to the music. Now we can go back to that. Um, yeah, the, can you tell me anything about um, Cancion Sin Miedo? Because that song gave me chills. Yeah, so Cancion... So, okay, so I... I, I so this week I was invited to a um, kind of a, a meetup where like all these women from the music industry were gathering and they just, you know, talking and meeting and, and sharing ideas or what and, and what have you. And um, I was just kind of there in a more fly on the wall kind of situation. I, I you know, I didn't sit at, I, I wasn't at the table. I kind of observed, I didn't really speak. Um, and and a number of... Yes, yes. Well, I was at first sitting at the table, and then like when it started to get crowded, I was like, I need to move, <laughs> and um, you know. So, um, but basically, so a lot of the the women that were here were musicians and 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 uh, bookers and editors and journalists, and and many of them uh, are part of El Palomar. So there is this. Um, collective that's just starting out they called it mujeres en la musica um but that's that you know uh, that that name is only transitory they, they will be settling on something a bit more concrete further on but basically it's all these women uh, who work in the music industry who are you know kind of like pulling their 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 resources or whatever and they performed um with mon laferte at the uh international women's day march um, there was a big sort of concert series at uh, at El Zócalo. And so they called this chorus that was in the back uh, El Palomar. Uh, it's it's like the like the pigeons. Uh, what do you call it? Like a pigeon coop? Like, like uh, where yeah. pigeons live? Yeah. So because it's basically a chorus. Um, and Vivir Quintana, I actually met this week. I believe she was at this event. And, and so this song is about, it's basically that. It's about... Uh, violence against women it's about you know like and, and and she even sings it she's like this is for you know i sing i sing for for my sisters who can't sing you know i i, I sing for you know like for the mother who you know who has lost their child you know it's, it's very 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 emotional um um you know i sing for myself you know and uh same and it and it relates to the lido pimienta song um, again, and this is featuring Lisa Omet, because nada, the, that song talks about motherhood. It talks about uh, womanhood. It talks about violence. It talks about like the little regard society shows uh, to women. So I, I thought these two were kind of a big, um, a strong thesis with which to start <laughs> this episode. Uh, I'm sorry that I've rambled a bit. And um, I think that, um, you know, we continue... Uh, you know, we continue doing it. Um, I think we continue the thesis pretty well throughout this episode. It's mostly women that we're going to be listening to. 
Yes, yes, correct. I wanna I wanna hear about this La Doña song because I was as I was listening today as I, I was getting ready, I could get a sense of of kind of emotional or even sort of um like social weightiness to it. Like it, it seems it, it, is it about gentrification? You know, I don't know. Like I said um earlier, like my Spanish is worse than <laughs> ever because I'm not um I'm not writing about um Spanish language music full time. And right. now it's like, um, why did I ever have the audacity to do that in the first place? <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I feel like the scene is thriving and yes. um, a lot of other people have been hired into who are um, Latinx have been hired into awesome positions. Um, publications are finally realizing that they need to cover this stuff. Yes. Um, Shout out to Isabella Herrera um, doing, uh, you know, writing incredible stuff right now for Pitchfork and yes. um, the New York Times. Did you see, did you see that, that um, list of like, the, well, that intro to like Urbano that, that she did with Pitchfork and, and obviously a gazillion other uh, contributors? Yes. And Pitchfork needs to, okay, publications need to stop doing the intro to X, Y, and Z. Um, like we're past that now. Sure. Um, but yes. So like every publication needs to do their intro to, um, Latin music and, or reggaeton or Urbano. And now I'm hoping we can move on, but at any rate, um, I think that, uh, you know, it's, I think that I'm, I'm maybe going to be stepping back from writing about Latin music because, um, a lot of other people are, you know, doing it really really well right now and it's getting covered mm -hmm. and that is great yeah um, definitely but um so you know this Ladonia song you know i have been what i can tell you is that i've been listening to her music and she's been coming out with new songs and um you know we weren't too sure about her when uh she first came out but um yeah. you know i think she's been developing a sound and a style and yes. we really, you know, we sort of hoped that, like, um, you know, she'd come back stronger. And she's released several songs recently. And, um, you know, everything from, like, with, like, um, cumbia, kind of, like, you know, maybe some reggaeton. And, you know, she's really exploring, I think, like, what she uh, can find in um, traditional... Uh, Latin sounds of different kinds, you know, mixing different yes. things. And, you know, I think she's finding like, what is her authentic way? What is the authentic way for her to interact with that? And she's been coming with, out with like, I think some very strong tracks, including this one, which is very danceable. And that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I find what she does real, real tricky. And I was really, um, I think this is my favorite song of hers that I've heard so far, and, and it was my favorite of the bunch that you uh, that you brought into the show today, um, because I've noticed that with her music, she kind of like tends to collide not like two things. She doesn't really do a, a necessarily like a like a two form fusion. She'll do like three or or four genres easily. So this song, I really like because it has a bit of like sort of like. Um, cumbia or or like sort of like afro diasporic um percussion to it um but there's a sort of like 
a background reggaeton beat. And then there's also this very atmospheric guitar. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like she's, you know, is this like shoegaze reggaeton cumbia? Like what? Um, and I, I thought it was really, really beautiful. Um, I do think this song is about gentrification because she said something about like, you know, when the white faces come and the brown ones leave. And I was like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going um, to give it another closer listen. And she's from the Bay Area where gentrification is a major, major, major uh, topic of conversation. So, um, yeah, it, it, you know, it just feels very timely. It feels fresh. Again, La Doña is consistently giving me something that I have not heard before. Um, and I'm into it. I'm very into it. I am I, definitely keeping my eye on her. I, I, I really, really dig her. Um, but I want to, I want to keep it moving because we have 14 tracks for you all today, guys. Like this is a, this is a, a doozy and, and I, you know, I think we're getting the heavy stuff, um, covered at the beginning of this episode. Uh, and I think now we're going to get a little more lighthearted. Um, so I want to hear about Empress of Bev. You, you brought this, uh, her new, her new single in. Yeah. Um, a lot of our old favorites are, uh, coming back with singles. We've got those coming up and, yes. um, yeah, this one's really interesting because, uh, you know, it's got a house beat and maybe slightly a freestyle vibe. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's but it's it's really very much a dance track. And yes, you know, we saw some dancey elements on her last album, but this is a really interesting direction that she's going. And, you know, it's it seems like a very straightforward love song, but um, I think with Empress of, there's always something slightly more complex going on. Sometimes yeah. the medium is the message. So, yeah, yeah let's listen mm. to Empress of. Give me another chance. All right. So we're going to listen to that now. We'll be right back with more uh, new music. Give me another chance. Give me another chance. I can't be 
de mal Llevo 10 años andando pensando que tengo algo más que dar A quien le importa la forma se forma con toda la falta de amar Seguro que lo tienes claro Seguro que no te ha pasado Vivo sano, nada en vano, siempre crezco, siempre claro Ya lo hice, no me quiero, no me gana nada Viste por un poco más de calma Viste una historia de fantasmas Dime cómo llevas esa carga Esto es lo que eres y no cambia Cuántas van a ser, ey Cuántas Si no vuelvo a aparecer, ya no vuelvo a aparecer Dime lo que vas a hacer, ey ¿Qué vas a hacer? Pero lo pasamos bien, ey Justo que ahora me va bien, ey Empiezo a desaparecer, ey La confianza es la ley, ey Pero igual vamos a perder, ey Esto es lo que, esto es lo que Cuenta, cuenta, fuera su, ey heard this a song you brought richard um it's mm-hmm. a doe um and the title is the title is picante one and two um, correct now i i'm not sure which one is which but uh one of the picantes uh sounded a lot like a spice girl song that we all know and love <laughs> yes it did um exactly so um picante one and two are two different songs um, but they're both really, really short, and they're very much a companion piece. They're companion pieces, so I, I've, I've decided to play them both, uh, you know, back to back. And yes, so Picante One um, is a kind of a, a take on Spice Girls' "Wannabe," um, but it's kind of more uh, R&B-ish. It's a little slower. It's a bit more downtrodden. Um, and I, again, I really, really liked it. Um, I think, although is is kind of this this um undervalued uh musical force in chile i think people kind of get get um sidetracked by like the sparkly sort of indie pop or now with like all the perreo stuff like i feel like he like remember i remember the last time we played although you brought him in and we played a reggaeton song of his and i think he got on the reggaeton wave before Chile really got into reggaeton. And now he's doing like the really glossy indie pop after Chile has moved away from glossy indie pop, you know? Um, But I think as a producer, he is very, very underrated. I think he's really, really smart. Um, That, that, um, again, Picante One is with Masque Musica, um, who is also a a Chilean singer. Um, And then on Picante Dos, he does something else. It just kind of goes into this uh, trappy, dembowy kind of place. Like he he's been playing a lot with dembow recently. Um, and again, I just feel like he's experimenting. He's trying new things. He's one of the I would say one of the few people in one of the few artists in Chilean pop that's really trying to do new things because I've noticed a lot of the um, kind of like. Uh, established uh, forces of, of Chilean pop, um, like Milton did this, for example, Milton James of Denver, uh, or even Marineros, they, they're just, they are doing reggaeton now, or like using it as, as the, the backbone, like, you know, the, the beat of a, of a new song. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not really new. It's new for you, but it's not new. Um, right, so I, again, was there before anybody else was, and now he's moved on. 
Correct. It, it's just, it's so, it's so odd. And again, I, you know, he's a fabulous bass player. I got to interview him last year for the show. Um, and I got to see him perform live and he was, he's really, 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 uh, a great performer. Again, I just, I find that he's very underrated. I think he's really smart. He's, uh, you know, just the sweetest person. Um, he's actually going to Peru. And so I'm going to like put him in contact with some friends out there. He's just a really cool guy. Um, and, and I think his music deserves, uh, a bit more attention. Um, we're, we're gonna, uh, listen to <laughs> up next, we're going to listen to a song, um, I think this is the song of the spring and might be the song of the summer, to be perfectly honest. Um, so Bad Bunny released his highly anticipated sophomore album, uh, a bunch of letters, AK, but it's a, it's a, it's an abbreviation for Yo Hago Lo Que Me De La Gana, AK, I Do Whatever The Hell I Want. Yes, um, I did not know that. Yes, that is precise. Because most people, because the, the literal translation is I do what I want, but the act the uh contextual uh translation is i do whatever the fuck i want is what it, it is how it translates um and because like yo hago lo que me de la gana is, a, is is an almost uh rude thing to say um uh, in spanish yeah actually um, i do what i want that doesn't sound like the literal translation what's the literal literal translation Oh no, it is. Yo hago lo que me de la gana is like I, I do whatever whatever pleases me or I do whatever I want. Okay. But again, but it's but if you say that to someone in Spanish, it's rather rude. It's a rather offensive. It's rather like it's it's com- confrontational. So that's why I'm saying it. It's a, a more accurate translation is like I do whatever the fuck I want. Ah, okay. Um, and and so this album was very highly anticipated. Everybody was like, "Ooh, bitch!" You know, Bad Bunny's about to come and drop the gospel. No, and personally, when, um, you know, when the when the um, video for Ignorantes came out, um, you know, it on Valentine's Day, it broke the internet. Uh, might have broken your internet. Didn't de- Definitely did not break mine. Well, it was the number one <laughs> song on YouTube. Um, oh, well, but that's not unusual. I mean, it is Bad Bunny. It is. Like, one no. of the biggest stars in the world. Well, I thought the video um, was incredible because it was like... One, uh, I know, I just been, had been waiting for his one of his videos to make like a really beautiful statement, because oh. I felt like he'd been approaching that, and I just, mm-hmm. I just thought like the video did, you know, um, and I've been listening to the songs, and I think like this album is stronger than um, <clears throat> his debut. Highly disagree, completely disagree, really, one hundred percent disagree. Could I think not, he's could really, not disagree more. My God, I think he's really settling into like in terms like as a hip hop album. I think it's really solid, like, um, or like it's settling into like you know this like place in between reggaeton and hip hop. And I think like he's doing it really strong. I think his voice is really strong in this album. Mm. Um, I think it's really uh, wonderful as a follow up to his debut. I thought it was boring. I thought it was super super long. Uh, there are some really great songs on it. I, again, we're gonna we're gonna play the the standout track uh, from this. This is the this is a track that like everyone's playing. I was at Rico last night, which is like kind of like the 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 big pop and reggaeton club in Mexico City right now. The only Bad Bunny song that I heard was this the one that we're gonna play, which is Safaera. Um, you know, there are some highlights for sure. I mean, there's the one about like the, the samples girl from Ipanema, which is a Cuando vea tu mamá. Or um, Yo Perreo Sola, which is kind of the the feminist anthem where he didn't even credit the singer, which is um, uh, this um, oh god a, a singer a singer songwriter called Nessie from Puerto Rico. 
So like okay, it was very interesting. like it's really lame that he, that he did that because like he credited everybody else and their mother. Like all the dudes got fucking credit. Like you know on really boring songs. There were a lot of boring boring songs. That Seth song the is boring. I, on this song, the what? That's wild. Yeah, he did. He did not credit the the this Nessie uh, singer. He did not. He did not address her. And again, she is the one that carries that song. You know. Um, and again, and that's one of the standouts from the album. The thing is that like I thought it was bloated. I thought a lot of it was just regular schmegular reggaeton, um, which is fine. I mean, it'll be a hit on the dance floor. It'll be a hit on radio. But the thing, the the thing with Por Siempre, his first album, was that it really innovated, and the whole point was that um, urbano reggaeton trap whatever they're they're very unmovable, unchangeable genres. They don't really do, you know, innovation. They don't really like to innovate. I mean. I think I read something that there was like a, a like a scientific something done that like Shaba Ranks's Dembo like beat is is like the core of like eighty five percent of all reggaeton, you know, um, and 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 we're gonna listen to some more re- reggaeton actually later in the playlist because I brought some really weird reggaeton this week that I really like, um, but I thought it was bloated. I thought it was bloated. Okay, I really. So why is Safira uh, so good? Safaera, so Safaera is kind of um, one of the one of the big one of the big sort of things that he wanted to do with this album was sort of I don't want to say nostalgia because I don't want to cheapen it, but he wanted to sort of create his own sort of '90s reggaeton mixtape that you can find at like a flea market, and Safaera is the one that kind of does that. Safaera sounds like you're at the middle of a, of a party. Like this sounds like parties that I went to when I was a kid in DR. You know, it's like because it sounds like six songs in one. Um, it samples some of the songs that he's actually paying tribute to, uh, like El Tiburón. Um, uh, and so, like it, it, it's why, like that's why, like there's like six different beat changes. There's all these weird verses. There, it's incredibly filthy. He's just like you know. Like, come and bring that ass over here. Oh, if he doesn't eat your ass, don't don't worry, girl. Come over here. I will lick you up and down. You know, it's very like it's graphic. You know, and it's and it's very, um, it definitely can join the pantheon of like classic berreos without it being like you know without it sounding like it's just like some amateur tribute. It like it 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 sounds like it's part of that. Um, and that's why I liked it so much more, so, so much of it. Like there are some weird moments on the song, uh, on the album or whatever that are cool. But again, there wasn't as much experimentation, um, as, as on, that that's because as on he's maybe like found his voice. You don't have to experiment as much when you've gotten, when, when you've really found your lane. Well, if finding your lane is just be, you know, like getting in line with the rest of the industry, I prefer the experimentation. Like it I just sounds not, regular. It's not in line. Um, but okay, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's like it's. I think it's on a. It's on a. It's a cut above the. Yes. Um. The typical. You know. I think he's still raising the bar. But sure. I mean the the, the songs with Dookie and Pablo Chili. Uh. They they are. It's like this weird sort of new metal moment. Like sure. So there is still like a dash of weird in there. What I would advise is uh for listeners at home that are like out here being like these these mofos don't know what the fuck they're talking about go listen to Radio Menea's deep dive of this record they did such a great job with that 
um, it, again, like they, cause they, they unpacked cultural context. They uh, unpacked socioeconomic context. They like, you know, like, again, like uh, Nessie not being credited on Yo Perreo Sola. They, it, again, it's part of a, a larger trend within reggaeton and urbano. And so again, they went into that again, they did. And, and they, again, I feel like they're more, they were more critical than most. Mo I, I, get, I, I know that Bad Bunny is a bit of a darling and people often don't dare criticize him. And so I thought that they actually did, uh, they found a really great balance of like, yo, this record goes off, but also there are moments that are not great and we need to talk about them. That's why um, I'm, that's why I'm here to be your foil, Richard. You, you <laughs> yes, have the yes. opportunity to explain why you thought this album is flawed. But, yes, and, um, and you got to explain why you thought this album was great. Now, let's listen to the song of the summer and the spring. Yes! And uh, continue to listen to some more music that is brand new and goes off. Yes, okay, so this is Bad Bunny. The track is called Safaera. This is featuring Joely Randi and Nyengo Flow, and we'll be right back with more, mu more new music. Blah, 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 blah. Yo, 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 yo. Yo quiero perrear y fumarme un blon Ver lo que esconde ese pantalón Yo 
Tú eres una super bellaca 
All right. So um, the song I brought uh, that came after that was uh, Busca Boya. I'm going to pronounce the title of the song as N-T-E. And, it's, it's No Te Equivoques. Uh, okay. Is that don't yeah, like that's what it stands bullshit for. me, basically? Um, no, don't. Um, uh, uh, don't be mistaken. Or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, don't get it twisted. Basically, uh-huh. Yeah. So this is like, I dig this because, you know, um, Busca Boya, one thing about them is that they are very dreamy, spacey. I like this track because it feels very uh, grounded as a, you know, and as a danceable track. There's like, mm-hmm. it's still like very light and airy, but... Um, in this case, there's like a beachy feel to it. And I'm not just saying that because the video is shot on the beach. Um, and, you know, so there's like, there, but there's a really definite groove there. And um, yeah. so I, I like this as like a, a change of pace for them. Yeah, I, it, you know, it's interesting because like, you know, this is the second uh, single that they have released uh, ahead of their upcoming album, which I think is going to drop in April, which is like, ah, um and you know because they kind of like retreated right they you know they moved from new york back to puerto rico they were you know they wanted to raise um their kid their daughter back on the island um and they wanted to use that as an opportunity to like you know to go back home you know to like pour money back into like the island instead of just being like you know like sending money back to family or whatever um and it's kind of been it, it's kind of been very interesting to see their progression. Um, I really really liked um, it, their their uh, other song, which I forget what it's called now. Um, and uh, the the first the first single. And now I really I, and I do like this one. I thought it was a little slower. Um, it, it reminds me, you know, like how like the early Buscabuya, the, the first two Buscabuya EPs have a lot of these sort of like very like loungy ballads or whatever. I thought this was that, but stepped up. I really, really like the new Sonic direction. There's a lot of sort of like dreamy synths that kind of sound almost like you're going into like a, like a memory sequence or something. It's very like, um, and so, yeah, it, it adds that, so that quality of sort it of is dreamy, but it's not like floating off into space dreamy. Mm-hmm. So Correct. I like that. Yeah, I, again, um, I dig it. I, I, where, where, I, you know, I, I, I definitely uh, am more of a an upbeat guy, you know, as you know. But I really, I really like this song. I did, I did like it quite a bit. Um. um so, uh, one thing I guess I can say that I'm proud of is mm-hmm. that um, I'm bringing a brand new artist that we have not played before for our next track. Correct. Um. So this is Odalis. And mm-hmm. um, her, I think this is her first song, actually. And really? Yeah. Or maybe, um, yeah, I think this is her debut track. And, wow. I mean, um, what a hell, one hell of a debut. Damn. Yeah, no, it really is. It's very, it's a beautiful song. And um, so she's based in New York City. Okay. Um, she's like a kind of an all around creative fashion muse um underground club kid type lady and um very cool and Mm -hmm. so the song uh call on me also features um 
another New York City singer called Melly. Um, that's with two eyes on the end. And um, I, I can't take credit for this as a discovery. Um, you know, I work making playlists now for a uh, streaming service that shall not be named. And, Correct. But we have a um, we have an, a Latin music programmer who is very good at what she does, and mm-hmm. um, you know, so she uh, passed this to me, and I was like, okay, and <laughs> you know, so now I'm very excited to see what uh, Odalise does next. Um, by the way, I, I just did a quick search on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, she has she has one other song, actually. This came out in 2019. It's called Jump Off a Jet, and it's with Lil Yachty and Made in TYO. What? I guess wow. maybe Made okay. in Tokyo. So you see... Yeah, like- so I'm like, if if her first song is featuring Lil Yachty, like, and now her second song is featuring Melly, like, Miss Odalise is out here, you know, trying to make it, girl. Like, damn. Yeah, no, and I think, like, you know, it's like... She just already is like is one of those people where like if you know you know, and yeah yeah yeah. So you know I think maybe very soon a lot more people are going to know. Yeah, uh, rad. Okay, well let's listen to that now. Let's listen to Call um, on Me. Yes, this is Call on Me by Oralis. This is featuring Melly, uh, and we'll be right back with some more new music.
Song Mess. Un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales. Y lo puedes escuchar por Radio Nova Costa Rica todos los lunes y jueves a las 9 de la mañana. Song Mess. songs you've brought um this one you know besides cancion sin miedo i think this one might be my favorite just because it's mm. like weird electronic weirdness who or what is <laughs> meth math richard so meth math are hmm what a great question that i'm not entirely sure i know the answer to so meth math is a band um and they make reggaeton 
And unless you were like really, 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 really closely paying attention, you might not be able to tell. No, I, um, <laughs> I'm not sure that the, I would have identified a reggaeton beat or beats in that. Yeah. It's in the back. It's way in the back. You, you, you can hear the thunk. But it's just like they're weird because the thing is like it sound like meth math sound like if Grimes were Puerto Rican, you okay, know. Yeah, or... <laughs> I, can, I can feel that. Um, I'm gonna call this Metatone. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. So meth math is, is again is a band. Uh, they're from uh, Hermosillo, Sonora. This is a, a state in northern Mexico. Um, and they, um, so it's, so it's two producers, uh, it's Error, Error and Bonsai Babies. Bonsai Babies I've known for a long time, uh, not personally, but I've known of his work because he's worked with like Danny Shivers and, um, with Tony Gallardo. So I'm like, oh, okay, I have an idea of, of what you do. And so I, um, and actually I'll, I can tell you about this. So the editor in chief of Bandcamp, I believe it's the editor in chief. He reached out to me and was like, Hey, um, so there's this band called Meth Math and, uh, you know, their management was like, you know, Bandcamp should write about them. And so I wrote basically a story about Mexican reggaeton, but because it's for Bandcamp, you know, bigger names like Let's Say Rosa Pistola or Usielito Mix were not, are not on Bandcamp. So what I was able to find on Bandcamp was like really weird stuff. Um, and it was like, you know, like Army of Skanks and Meth Math and you know, uh, La Fiebre, which we're going to listen to next. And it's just like, okay, so I did a, um, a list about um, weird Mexican reggaeton and Meth Math was in there. Um, and I got to see them perform live at a show and I interviewed them uh, also for the piece. And um, they were like, oh, is it reggaeton enough for you to write about us? I was like, it is now. Um, we should do a show that is just dedicated to really bizarre reggaeton? reggaeton mutant uh, mutations. That would be kind of cool. We, that's a, that's a little bit like what we did with Isabella, because like everything that she brought when we we had her on the show um, was kind of like underground stuff or like weird variations of stuff, uh, which I which I really dug. But I would super be down to to play just like weird shit, mutant shit, because um, I, mean, I found some you know, great stuff. We're into the hundreds of episodes. We can do weird ah. one off things now. Oh yeah, I mean, I, girl, you hago lo que me dé la gana. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, I got to see them live and they were so cool live. I mean, really spooky. Um, Angelica, uh, the singer for this band, she is, uh, she comes out in like this full get up crazy wig, um, and just never looks at the audience and just kind of like coos and, and screeches into the, into the mic. And again, it's experimental. It's weird. It's fascinating. It's actually quite fun. Um, and uh, they, they had one other song on like streaming already, uh, that I was like, eh, it's a little ambienty. This one really, I think El Valse de la Piedra really, really did, um, kind of like it gives them a thesis statement. I really, really like this song. Um, and actually I think this is a good transition point into La Fiebre, uh, La Fiebre X, I should say. Um, cause this la song Fiebre is popping. Yeah, La Fiebre X um, is the shit. So this is Tony Gallardo, actually. Oh, um, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, he uh, he's not, he has currently started releasing shit under different uh, 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 alter egos again. Yet another um, one of his digital balaclavas. 
Very that. El, el, yes. Um, el Capricho actually just released its debut album uh, like this past week. So I can tend it to you. That's that's his more like psych rock um, project. Um, oh, God. It, okay. Send it. It's really good. It's good. I'll send it to you after. Can um, we do an, another episode that's just, just dedicated to, to Tony Gallardo? I've already done it. Uh, I went. If you you can go back and listen to uh, my interview uh, with him, and um, the whole soundtrack is the, the whole playlist is just his different projects. Okay, that's brilliant, um, and I should. And I left and I left like two of those out. It was ridiculous because um, it was just it was just so much, so fucking there much. Tony Gallardo is crazy. Well, so La Fiebre. So Tony Gallardo currently lives in Monterrey. Um, he's stands, Tijuana. So we can do like Tony Gallardo's uh, Gallardo's greatest hits. You know. A guide, a guide, uh, an intro to Tony Gallardo. Um, I'm always into that idea. Um, but anyway, so Tijuana's saddest boy currently lives in Monterrey, and he's been in Monterrey for a num- uh, for a few years now because his son uh, lives there, and so he wants to be close to his son for obvious reasons. Um, and there's also like you know uh, work opportunities there. Um, he has been working with the crew over at Estudio de Setenta, which is uh, Nuri Vogue, um, Alexandrina, you know, just all, all these different people. And they're actually uh, featured on the track that we're going to listen to right now. It's called La Trampa. Um, and Tony has kind of just like started, he's kind of become like a reggaeton artist now. Um, he plays at the clubs every weekend um, as La Fiebre X. Um, he has a new album. Uh, he, he has like a new Marie Jose album that he's kind of working, but he like Marie Jose, he's like, it's effectively dead. Um, but old Marie Jose songs are going to kind of get reworked into being more in line with La Fiebre. So I do, it, it's unclear when that's going to come out, but it's going to come out at some point. Um, and yeah, he's kind of just become a staple, a, like a staple of, of, uh, the reggaeton scene in Monterrey. Again, he performs every night with like Wildcats and um, uh, sometimes with like Zoot Suit. Um, and so this was his, uh, he, and if you guys go on his Bandcamp page, it's really fantastic because he has all these bootlegs and remixes and, you know, just a lot of weird perreo shit. Um, but this one was his like first official release as a single. Um, it's called La Trampa. Again, it's just good old you know, almost Neo Perreo-esque, um, just weirdo production. Um, this is featuring uh, uh, Nurridog and Alexandrina. I love this song. This song kicked kickstarted my 2020. Um, and yeah, I hope you all dig it. <laughs> Bailando los dos juntitos, tan loco, 
de la cabeza El perreo papi aquí no cesa El meneo hasta que vela Hasta arriba de la mesa Sabes lo que es bailar Junto a mí no vas a parar Sabes que no lo quiere dejar Aunque tú quieras intentar Voy cayendo en tu red como pez Paso a paso como la última vez He hechizado mami tú me tienes Adicto a ti soy, adicto a ti soy De ti yo me tengo que alejar Traigo navaja fina pa' cortar En tu trampa no me voy a atorar No me atraparás, no me atraparás Viven acerca de poquito El perreo yo a ti te lo exijo Sabes, no podemos ir despacito Bailando los dos juntitos Está loco de la cabeza El perreo papi aquí no cesa El meneo hasta que duela Hasta arriba de la mesa Sabes lo que es bailar Junto a mí no vas a parar Sabes que no lo quiere dejar Aunque tú quieras intentar, intentar
Okay, so that was cool and weird, as expected. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, after uh, La Fiebre X, we heard um, Ambar Lucid, and uh, a singer-songwriter that we have definitely played on the show before. And um, it's one of her recent songs, Fantasmas. And, mm-hmm. you know... Um, you know, she's very interesting. She's another artist that we're watching, you know, develop and, you know, come out with like better and better stuff. And um, I'm very excited for what she does next. Uh, I think of her recent songs, Phantasmas is the strongest one. And mm. I think where you hear the most of her unique voice coming out, uh, I'm starting to worry a tiny bit that there are people around her I don't know that like not everything um that she is that not everything she's doing is necessarily authentic to her you know like when you get Mm. you start getting pushed into like a pop direction and you start to try to be something as opposed to being someone and so I worry a little bit but I feel like Phantasmas is a is a very great direction for her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I, so I don't, I, there's something inside of me that does not want to like Amber Lucid. And that part of me is losing because I really like her. Every time you bring Amber Lucid in, cause I think this is the second, maybe third time you've brought her in. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I like, again, every time I'm like, I don't want to like this. And then I really, really like it. Because um, you're right, it does sound very streamlined. It sounds very clean, a little too clean, usually for my taste. Um, but it just sounds good. Uh, this has like that kind of like '90s, fi- 1950s flair. A little like Rihanna's "Love on the Brain." Like it has that sort of like, um, sort of like slow, like droning, uh, smoky lounge singer, sort of just like wailing and like nobody's paying any attention and you know it's just like there's something about it's very cinematic um and and i feel like consistently um that's what i'm getting from amber lucid i she's 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 painting pictures your heart out yeah it's like lana del rey galiucci's but with a heartbeat like you know like she's actually alive and and you know trying to like do something um, I don't know. I'm definitely, again, this is another one that I'm keeping my eye say. on. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And and I'm definitely keeping my eye on Amber Lucid. I'm digging her. I really am digging her. Again, there's I, there's something about me that's just like, oh, this is so pop. I, I can't. But every single song that you bring, I'm like, no, no, but this is really fucking good. <laughs> um so I yeah, keeping my eye on her. I really really like this Amber Lucid. Definitely a name to watch. Um, a, a name that I stopped watching a long long time ago is the Marias, which is what we're gonna listen to next. I brought that uh, song in. Yes, you did. <laughs> You're mad. I no mad is not the word. I'm bored uh, as per usual. Okay. Well, and this I and again I don't mind nice. slow. Nice doesn't cut it in my world. Nice is like for like a grandma's quilt. Like, I don't know. Like, because you brought slow shit today. Like the Wuskawuya song is kind of slow. The, the, the Amber Lucid song is slow. I don't, it's not the slow that really, that doesn't do it for me. It's just the Marias are just so 
insipid, man. They're so anodyne. It's I just, think they have talk a lot about, of style. I don't think it's it's anodyne. Because what you're saying, Amber Lucid had like you know like it might be getting pulled into areas that aren't necessarily what she wants to do, but she still has she something to, to say. Them. I'm just not sure if it's like. She, I'm, sometimes I wonder if she's getting the best advice. I don't know. Yeah, but 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 as you said, she has something to say. The Marias, I don't think, have anything to say. I think the Marias have space to fill. I think they have things to say. I think it's just the things that they have to say are aesthetic. They have certain aesthetic fixations, and they're drilling down on them. And Mm. I like it. The Um, video looked cool. The video for this looked cool. It's a little vaporwave, but um, I'm okay with that. Uh, (laughs) I know I brought a lot of songs that are just honestly just pretty. Um, But... Uh, that's where a lot of music is right now and yeah. you know i i try to find what there is to appreciate that or like try to understand why it's why we're, we're why we're at this place we're at right now mm. yeah again i just i find them the marias have become kind of like my new heinz i don't find them redeemable in any way meanwhile but... heinz has been coming out with some pretty okay music i don't know if you have listened to it I have, and I was shook because I was listening to the Bops playlist, which you guys can find in the link in our, uh, you know, the, you can find the link in the show notes. Um, but I was walking around listening to it, and this kind of, kind of like really fun, groovy song came on, and I was like, "Who's this by?" And it was Heinz, and I was shook to the core. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, I like the Heinz them, song." But the new stuff is their best stuff. Yeah, probably. Um, still not gonna listen. But I I appreciate that they're getting better. Um, but let's talk, so okay so I guess do you how do you what is what is hold it together about? Um, you know I'm not really sure. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think a lot of I mean the song is in English. Um, yeah, yeah. But even then, it's just pretty. Even then, these days, sometimes I'm not really sure like what people are talking about. It's vague feelings about relationships that's what everything is these days uh vague vapory feels they're vague booking yeah it's very it's vague (laughs) a lot of vague booking in song lyrics these days okay i admit i find that a little annoying but like (laughs) i guess i've just gotten so used to it yeah um like everybody pop artists indie artists everybody's like uh i just think it's interesting how you always um (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let's listen to the Maria's Hold It Together. Okay, and we'll be right back with more new music. Got me working endlessly. I guess. 
Alright, so Silver Rose, Payer. Yeah. Uh, the, that was lovely. Um, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first time uh, she came in, like, she was on this show, um, I brought her, and yes. it was a track that was much more rock. Is everybody just going in this dreamy pop direction? So, it's interesting, because, like, you know, Silver Rose, um, she is a part of Ruido Rosa, and Ruido Rosa is very straightforward rock, to the point that I don't find it particularly interesting. I just think it's fine. It's just a rock band. But Silver Rose, I've always liked since the since the jump, because she, you know, she plays with the color palette of rock. She, you know, she'll do, like, dreamier stuff. She'll do some shoegazy stuff. Um, and this song feels to me may, like maybe her most pop effort yet in that not necessarily it's not, you know, like there's not a reggaeton beat in the background. Or it's not electronic. It just feels very accessible. I really liked her melody here. Like there's I because, I, again, <clears throat> I would say like going back to like, you know, like the Maria's, for example, like this feels like a very aesthetic song. It's just kind of just a song. Um, and it's about relationships and it's about like how, you know, she keeps falling over and over again and in, into the, you know, the, the, the traps of, of, you know, not knowing how to let go of a romance that is done. Um, and, but again, there was something about this melody that just kept, you know, um, sort of circling in my head. And I, it, it just, I was just like, very like, no, this is just a really, really good song. Um, and, and and that's why I wanted to bring it in, honestly. It, it's just it a good, good song. Um, and it, I was thinking that, you know, so I brought just some nice, but I insist, very solid pop music, mm-hmm. um, which you know is, like, usually the last thing I'm going to do. Um, and, <laughs> Fair. you know, but, like, all of, all of these songs, it's a pretty good playlist altogether. I'm um, actually very excited to listen back to this episode because the playlist is popping. And including, you know, this, this Silver Rose song. And um, what, but it makes me wonder, you know, music really is in this kind of place right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know that we're like, what's up with these kids a lot on when we do an episode together now. But like, seriously, why are aesthetics enough for kids? Like, why, why are we in this place where like, you know, the youth culture, it's like, why are the surfaces enough? Um, Why don't I, do, I think demand more. I think we're in a in a place uh, in a social place. I think where people don't feel the need to question anything. Um, even I mean, again, journalism has become uh, I think more challenging over the past few years. I think uh, social media has made it so that like if you see it enough, it's truth. And you don't ask beyond that. Um, what? So we're gonna close uh, with a song, uh, with a, a quick tribute to Franca Polari, uh, who is a legend of of uh, Mexican uh, Mexican ballroom, uh, voguing and and whatnot. Um, and they passed away recently. And I approached the House of Apocalyptic, the voguing house that she co-founded with Victoria Letal. Um, well, I say she and he. I use I use pronouns interchangeable with Franca, aka Omar Feliciano. That was um, his, you know, government name and un- the name under which he like, you know, wrote and uh, worked with uh, reproductive rights organizations. Um, you know, he was a, a, a very visible uh, uh, HIV and AIDS activist. Um, and I approached the house to be like, hey, what happened with Franca? I'm gonna write a story about this. You know, just sort of like a like an obituary. Um, but 
you know, I'd like to be able to include how he passed. And they were like, well, for the privacy of his family, we don't want to discuss that. And it was like, it is, but it leads to a game, a guessing game that's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people begin to speculate because when a gay man dies under mysterious circumstances, that creates a very, very uh, immediate reaction, you know, and whether, you know, you know, whether, whether that, uh, the implied, you know, assumption there becomes this like, Oh, AIDS. Um, and you know, whether that's true or not, that can be very detrimental to the cause. Um, as an activist, I know that, you know, Franca Omar would have wanted whatever it was, you know, again, I don't know how he died. I don't know how he died in any way, shape or form. I don't know if it was an illness. I don't know if it was uh, drugs. I don't know if he took his own life. I don't know. No, like it's just not something that is being discussed, you know? Um, and, and that makes it very dangerous. And it's something that I've noticed here, uh, in Mexico, actually, this is something that I've discussed with, with friends who have tried to write obituaries, but it's like, people don't want it said like how they passed. And so again, it's a missed opportunity for visibility, for having a conversation about, you know, whatever this was, you know, if it was a heart attack, it could be a fucking conversation about like eating healthier. You know what I mean? Um, like it's the way that, you know, all this coronavirus stuff has basically like made it very, very, very clear. If it wasn't clear already that healthcare is not you know, a good, it's a right, you know, everybody should have access to it, you know. I thought that um, when you brought up the coronavirus in this context, you were going to say that um, information and, you know, accurate information was very important. Um, well, that as well. <laughs> which is also true. So, you know, both of, you know, all of these things are true, but also, um, and I didn't know who Franca Polari um, slash Omar was um, when you brought this song, but when you said that, um, he founded uh, the House of Apocalyptic. I'm like, oh, uh, so this this person was a legend and a very important person. So this yeah. is so it it is an awful loss. So I'm glad you brought the song in. Either way, yeah, he... whatever happened, and you know, uh, the gay and queer community, um, you know, however he passed, it it is we can still say that it is a um it's a terrible loss it is a very vulnerable community and yes we do lose too many people too young and that we can say yeah it is um it's yeah it's really um major and he was a friend of mine you know he was a very good friend of mine um not like like my sis but like you know we used to go like get lunch often we would often run into each other on sundays both hungover at like the barbacoa taco place, you know, or like, uh, he would often be doing, um, Vogue practices with, you know, with the children, um, or, or like we would often run into each other at clubs, you know? Um, so it's just, it is, and I, and I'd written about him a number of times, uh, for Remezcla mostly I wrote a kind of a a high profile ballroom, uh, piece uh, a few years ago. And so anyway, the, the information is out there, you know, Franca Polari, um is a legend um you know he recently like just last year 
toured through Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay, uh, giving workshops um, and, um, you know, like leading talks and stuff. Um, something, uh, some rather lurid details of his private life actually surfaced this week because there was a, uh, an allegation of sexual misconduct um, that, you know, surfaced again two, three days after his passing. Um, so, you know, that's also not to say that he was a saint, um, you know, um, and it, people are, you know, I don't know. I, I, again, I'm choosing to honor his work while questioning his humanity, you know, um, or behavior, and well, yes, that, that's, that's a, that's a way better way of putting that. Thank you. Um, uh, but anyway, before we play that song, I want to remind you all, uh, the, of a couple of things. Uh, so first of all, this is our 200th episode. Woo! Um, uh, you know, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're still listening, um, thank you for still being with us. 200 episodes are crazy. I have about 30 episodes currently sitting, uh, in my computer. Um, and, uh, so because you went within... to Central America and did all of these interviews and like, correct, actually got to like, apparently, you know, go into places that are supposedly dangerous, wearing a vest. You're basically living my dreams, Richard. My heart is simultaneously swelling with, with pride for my friend <sighs> and breaking a little bit. Well, just as a, as a, as a preview, so the places, these places that are supposedly dangerous, aka El Salvador and Honduras, are really not. Um, I mean, obviously, it depends on where you are. But like, for example, I was not in the hood. I was not. I was in some bougie, shishi areas. What is this and, I saw on, you know, on Instagram with you and your, your bulletproof vest that says press on it? Oh, God, that was some guy's thing that he just had in his home, and I took a picture of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What zone were you in? Ah, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, that's so funny, though. No, no, no. That was, that was like, at the beach. This guy has a beach house, and that was just there. Ah! <laughs> I yeah, love it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, again, these, uh, again, it's about uh, 24 episodes um, so it's going to be a fuck ton. I have some other inter- uh, episodes that are going to be dropping. So the episode following this, we're actually going to be doing a premiere of the new Edgar Mondragon song. So stay tuned for that. Um, uh, there's going to be, uh, Oh my God, I've... the podcast is doing premieres. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I have interviews with Monterrosa from Spain, Jackie Mendoza, um, Consu from um, uh, Fluvial, which is this festival in Chile. Um, so it's going to be amazing. Plus, again, all of this incredible talent from Central America. So I'm really, 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 really excited for you all to hear it. Again, I'm still dropping two episodes a week because at this point, fuck, you know, like there's content through June and I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> um, anything um, else you want to communicate before we start signing off, Bev? Um uh i miss you and i miss miss all i miss all the listeners i don't since i don't do the podcast very often anymore but yeah hello out there Um, be safe stay healthy well they they definitely miss you um i i want to remind everybody that you can listen to song mess by subscribing on your favorite podcasting platforms that would be spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, you can follow us uh, on social media, everything at SongMess. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you have a new song, a new video, a new 
album a suggestion, feel free to message us directly at songlessmusic at gmail.com. Um, at the very, very least, you I will include you in the Bops playlist, uh, which, again, as I already mentioned, is linked uh, in the show notes, and I update on a weekly, weekly basis. Um, there's also, we have a little um, online store, uh, songmess.threadless.com, and you can purchase t-shirts and other cute little swag out there. Um, and, I mean, I think that's about it. I'll be linking to a bunch of different things in the show notes for today's episode. Um, so just keep an eye on that. Uh, again, uh, this this is dropping, you know, mere days after we record it. So, you know, coronavirus will still be in the headlines. Again, support indie, support small. Bad Bunny already has the bag secured. Help your local indie artists. They need it, you know, as well as other friends, freelancers, artists, you know, like again, everybody is is being affected by this shit, and so, you know, just try to be empathetic. Just try to be helpful. You know, make make smart choices. Don't fucking panic. It's not a panic kind of scenario. So don't buy all of the toilet paper at your local supermarket. Like, don't be a dick. Um, and I think that's what I got. Uh, last words, Bev. Um. Yeah, that's that's all I got too. Uh, happy 200 episodes, Richard. Happy 200 episodes, Bev. Um, all right, so this track is called Arrasa Goza. This is by L- producer Lau, featuring Franca Polarian vocals. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao! Bye! Entra al antro y le bufo su precio. 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 Entra al antro y le bufo su precio.
Arrasa, goza, posa poderosa. 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 Yeah.